1: Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So, join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. You guys, I'm so excited for this solo show today where we are going to be talking all about reading because, believe it or not, we are in the home stretch of 2021. And I don't know about you, but my reading life has taken a little bit of a hit this year. And so we are going to talk about what we can do to kind of re get on the reading bandwagon and some little hacks and tips and tricks, and definitely a lot of book ideas to get us inspired to be reading again and just help us to make that a part of our life. Because I know that when I can kind of pull myself out of that dark and slumpy place and start acting. Actively using my brain again, I always start to feel a little bit better. I start to feel a little bit more like myself. I start to feel a whole lot smarter because I'm reading again. And so, we are going to talk all about that in today's episode. But before we get there, I want to talk about Patreon. You guys, it's such a cozy little place on the internet where me and all you ladies who really want to live well anyway, who have it just as not together as I do but are really wanting to make the most of your lives even when things are hard and sometimes we just struggle together sometimes it is just a matter of getting through the hard stuff together but we also inspire and encourage each other to take advantage of whatever we can in life to be living well anyway one of the ways that we are doing that this month is with our October challenge don't freak out it's not super hard because i don't think any of us can really handle super hard right now but what the patrons are doing is we are reading one book just one little old book by the end of October. We are trying to do at least one thing for our physical wellness every day. It can be really anything. Like you decide to drink an extra cup of water good for you. You did something for your physical wellness and that counts. And then we're also trying to get on top of planning for tomorrow. Even if it's just making a quick to-do list of what you have to do the next day, the night before, or getting your kids' backpacks ready for the next morning. Whatever it is that you can do to make your next day a little bit easier, we are trying to encourage each other to be doing those things every single day and then at the end of the month for those ladies who are participating they are getting on board with it they are really doing their best to complete this challenge to live well anyway even in these small little ways we are going to be having a giveaway that just is some stuff to make life a little bit lovelier and to help you be able to live well anyway a little bit easier and so if you want to get in on that challenge and that giveaway, you're going to want to come over and join us and Patreon. And did you know that you can get in there for just $5 a month? I mean, that's less than like a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So you could get a whole month of hanging out with us, coming to the daily lives throughout the week, getting in on this challenge for just five little old dollars. We would love to have you come and join our community, become a patron and live well anyway with us. All right. So patreon.com slash live well together. Let's do this thing together. We want you to come join us and get in on all the goods. But without further ado, let's talk about our reading lives. Ladies, oh reading, it is usually that thing that I really like take solace in. And this year, even more, I would say than 2020 has just sort of fried my brain. And I got to a place of just total overwhelm. Like I I can't, I can't input information. I am just going to get from one day to the next and I'm going to bury my head in this little sand right over here and not really think about anything. And so that has definitely made a hit on my reading life this year, I got a Kindle challenge at the very beginning of 2021 from Amazon and that was awesome because it kept track if I was reading every day and it gave me little goals and badges to aspire to and as a three on the Enneagram that just really does it for me. And so I had like a great reading month in January and as soon as that challenge ended, you know what? The the competitive spirit just went down the drain. I didn't have anything I was trying to prove to anybody. And so I just kind of floundered with the reading. One thing, though, that I did kind of initiate right from the beginning of the year was that this was going to be my year to abandon books. And by that, at the time, I didn't think it was going to mean abandoning books altogether. (laughs) I thought it was going to just mean abandoning books that really weren't doing it for me. Books that I started and I tried to get into, like I'd give a legitimate go, but they just never really sucked me in. I would just allow myself the permission to put them away. Even if they were books that I had purchased, if they were, you know, Kindle books I had purchased or anything like that, I was just like, you know what? Life is too short. I don't need to keep trying to read a book that is just not that interesting to me, or I don't like the way it's written, or you know, whatever it is, I'm giving myself permission to abandon those books this year and just keep looking for stuff that does resonate with me. And then that kind of turned into abandoning reading altogether, which wasn't my plan. But I still stand by that idea that I am not going to try to read stuff that just isn't that interesting to me or I'm not enjoying if it feels too hard, even like maybe it's a great book and it is one that I really want to read at some point. But life on its own is really hard right now. And so I'm not going to force myself to read some really hard World War Two novel right now where in an normal year, I would probably find that really interesting and provoking and, you know, heart wrenching, but be able to be there for it. I'm not there this year. And that's okay. I don't have to read all the books this year. I can just get comfortable with reading what works for me now. And so today's episode is kind of going to be all about that. We're going to be talking about how to get back into reading, what little tips and tricks we can utilize to get back into just even the habit of it and how we can start to sink into that place of wanting to read again and finding some books and whatnot that are going to help us to do that. And so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that We all need to lower our expectations, okay? We've got like two and a half months left of this year. So if you use Goodreads, which I highly recommend, I love Goodreads, we could be friends on there. Um, It's the way that I track my books because a lot of different reasons. I like the little progress bar that it shows me and I really love the yearly reading challenge that they give me. And especially when I complete that challenge at the end of the year and they give me my curated little graphics of what I read in the year I adore that graphic. Like I wait and live for that graphic (laughs) at the very end of the year because I want to see what was the longest book that I read and what was the shortest book and what was the most popular book and look at all of the titles and the covers of the books curated right here together in this little page and it just really does something for me. I love being able to go back and look at all the challenges from past years that I've done and being able to see everything that I've read every year really quickly. I love getting that little completed sticker on my challenge because I'm very competitive. I love everything about that. I like being able to like leave my reviews so that when I am talking about a book even years down the road, I can go back and see what I actually thought about that book when I read it. I just think there's a lot of awesome stuff about Goodreads. I think it helps me to find other books that I would be interested in. It's just, it's cool all the way around. That alone, I think, is a tip and a trick. If you haven't tried out Goodreads, definitely give it a go. It's a great way to keep track of even things that you're interested in reading, um, but don't have the book yet, or you just want to kind of keep that running to be read list of things that you find actually interesting. But... But that reading challenge, that yearly reading challenge that I set my goal number at the beginning of the year, and I think it's all going to be great and awesome. Well, I'm I'm not going to hit it this year. And honestly, I wasn't going to hit it last year and I wasn't going to hit it the year before either. And I am not above changing that number so that I can get the completed sticker at the end of the year. I'm just saying, it's okay to lower your expectations and still get the accolades that you still won. You still read it all. So if you did create a reading challenge way back in January at the beginning of what has become another never-ending year, I'm just gonna encourage you that if you've been struggling with your reading this year, you need to go in there and lower that number. And you might even have to lower it again before the end of the year. Whatever it's gonna take for you to get that completed sticker. I'm just saying, give yourself this win. You're only competing with yourself. So who really cares? If the win is gonna help you like it helps me, then go change that number. I just lowered my book goal from 30 books, which was even like low. I usually want to have a much higher number than that. It hasn't happened, but I lowered it down to 20 and that might be asking a little bit much in the next two and a half months because I've only read six books this year. (laughs) No, I am reading a few currently and I have a couple that like I've halfway read so I feel like I can finish, you know, like I think like probably hitting 15 is like probably definitely realistic. I don't know if 20 is going to happen, but I'm telling you what, if it comes down to it on December 31st, I will go in and lower that number to whatever book number I am actually on because I need it. I need the win. And I like for that little page to say that I did it and we all could use the win this year. So don't be above that. But also, you know, let it push you a little bit. Try to strive for something. Try to get out there. I mean, even in our Patreon challenge, I just said, read one book. Like, if that's all you do, read one book. If you can only complete three books by the end of the year, awesome. You completed three books. You read. You made it a point to do that. You made it a point to stimulate your brain and get out there and get after it again. And that is saying something. So... Do whatever is going to actually work for your life right now. And then I'm just really going to encourage you to track your progress in whatever way is going to be encouraging to you. Like I said, I like to see that little percentage bar go up on my Goodreads as I start to get pages read or get percentages of my book read on my Kindle. I love to see that increase. I love to see that I'm actually making progress. That alone is really encouraging for me. So whatever it is for you to actually be able to see that you are making progress, do that thing. Track in whatever way is going to work for you and then another great way to kind of help keep you on track with it is find someone or a group of people to talk about your reading with whether that's a friend a book club just sharing about what you're reading on instagram or you come on over with us in patreon patreon.com slash live well together um tell people about what you're reading. Get into conversations about what you're reading. I know when I'm able to share and actually have intelligent conversations about whatever it is that I am currently taking in, whether it's kind of silly fiction or it's some really heady non-fiction book, I just always think that it's fun and more interesting when you can discuss what you're reading with other people. Even if they aren't reading the same book, you can still tell them like, hey, oh my gosh, I learned the craziest thing the other day and it was so, Oh, interesting or I am just loving this story it's sweeping me away you know share with people get in there and talk with people about it I think that's a really helpful thing to kind of help you to keep going with it and continue to be inspired I think another great way to kind of keep track of your reading is to use a Kindle. Now, I know that a lot of people aren't Kindle lovers. They're like, I like the feel of the book in my hands and I'm a true bibliophile because I just love to smell the paper and the glue. And I get it. I get it. But you cannot beat the convenience of a Kindle. My Kindle is my portable library. I have my books with me wherever I go. So whatever kind of mood I am in, I have a book with me that is going to fit that mood. I'm going to be able to make some sort of reading progress. Plus, the Kindle actually keeps track of your reading for you. Now, it doesn't keep track of actually how much time you're reading, but it keeps track of the days. So if you even read for one minute a day, it is going to mark that you turned on your Kindle for one minute that day it's gonna say hey you read today and it's gonna create a nice little blue streak of And it's going to create a nice little blue streak across your calendar in your Kindle app. And that is very gratifying for me (laughs) to have an unending streak. I just can't recommend it enough. I love that it is backlit so that I can read at night and I don't have to worry about navigating pages in a book light and all of that stuff. It is super lightweight. I've always got it with me at my kids' events when I'm sitting in the car. It is just awesome. I can't say enough good things about my Kindle Paperwhite. The only thing that I will say is I need a waterproof one so that I can read in the bath. But other than that, it is pretty awesome. So get a Kindle. You can also get access to Kindle Unlimited, which by the way, if you go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon and you sign up through my little link that's really helpful thanks so much if you do that but you can get on kindle unlimited they have so many books a huge library so you don't even have to buy any kindle books you can just access this library for a small fee a month just like you would netflix or anything else i think it's pretty great and then you know if you subscribe to email newsletters like modern mrs darcy's daily deals It's dangerous, I'm just gonna say that right now, but she sends out the best books that she has read or curated or heard about, and she sends out all the deals. Every single morning, so you can go there, and a lot of times these books are like one ninety nine, two ninety nine, and you can really fill up your library pretty quickly for a very small amount of money. And I don't even want to tell you like how many books I actually have waiting for me <laughs> in my little library, but I've gotten them for such good deals, and I love being able to have a lot of different options at my fingertips for whatever it is I'm interested in. So that's a great resource to get your hands on a lot of of books for really hardly any money at all plus a lot of Kindles you can also connect with your local library system and then you can access a ton of books for completely free so there's so many different options when you are utilizing a Kindle plus it tells you how many minutes are left in each chapter I love that feature. So it actually learns your reading speed of each book. As you open a new book, it'll say at the bottom of the Kindle, learning your reading speed. So that's not a good time to like take a break and have to take care of the kids. I'm just going to say from prior experience <laughs> but it will learn your reading speed and then it will tell you according to your reading speed how much time you have left in each chapter or in the book i think that's a really cool feature and it shows you the percentage of the book that you have read so far that is really encouraging to me especially as i get to like 70 percent. if i get to 70 percent of the book then more likely than not i'm gonna like do whatever I can to push through to the end, depending on the length of the book. But I'm going to start devoting even more time to reading that book because I can like see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just think that's a really cool little feature. It helps keep me accountable and it's encouraging to me to see how much progress I have made in my reading. Okay, ladies, we are going to take a break for just a second to tell you about our brand new sponsor. I've known about this sponsor for three months and I have been dying to tell you because I have been using their products for years. I absolutely love them. It is Thrive Cosmetics. You guys, almost my entire makeup drawer is Thrive Cosmetics because they are just that good. There are so many different things about this company that I am going to tell you about, but they are the staple products that I use every single day to not only do my makeup, but also to take care of my skin. So what's the big deal about Thrive Cosmetics? Well, here are just a few of the reasons that I absolutely adore them. Their products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. So they don't have parabens, sulfates, phthalates, any of that junk. And their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. They never test on animals. And this is really cool. They have a mission as a company. They don't just produce cosmetics. They have a mission called Bigger Than Beauty. So for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. So you can get amazing products that are actually good for your skin and they work amazingly and you're also helping out other women. This week on Instagram, I'm actually going to be showing my daily makeup routine, which pretty much almost exclusively consists of Thrive products because I love them that much. So if you want to see how I use the products, you can head over to my Instagram this week and see the live that I'm going to do about that. But I also just want to quickly tell you about a couple of my very favorite products. First of all, their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is my go-to two mascara. Unless I have on extensions, this is the mascara that I use every single day. I love that it is a tubing mascara so it comes off super easily. It makes my eyes pop because it just really amplifies my lashes. I absolutely love this mascara. I won't even try anything else. And daily I use their Brilliant Eye Brightener Sticks. That's pretty much what I use for my eyeshadow anymore. They are awesome. And then because I'm a very tired single mom, I also absolutely love their Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. It is like beauty sleep in a bottle. You just put this stuff on and instantly it tightens and brightens the look of the skin around your eyes. It's hydrating. It's so good. And that's just a couple of the products that I use from them. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best. They are constantly coming out with new and innovative products and formulas. They're the best I've ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. I know that you're going to love them as much as I do. So visit thrivecosmetics.com live well for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I c slash live well for 15% off your first order thrivecosmetics.com slash live well and again if you didn't get that you can find it in our show notes or I will be linking to it on Instagram when I show you how I do my face with thrive cosmetics and thank you to thrive for sponsoring live well anyway Now let's start talking about actual books, like some ideas for what you can get started reading in. If you're like, okay, yeah, I want to get on the bandwagon. I want to start reading again for the end of this year, but my brain has been fried and I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I even pick a book to start out with? Well, let me give you some suggestions and some ideas and some different ways of going about this. First of all, if you just want some Um, inspiration... For reading, then I highly suggest you go listen to some reading podcasts, like "What Should I Read Next" with Anne Bogle. I'm a big fan. It's very formulaic, but she has all kinds of different people on there, so you can kind of go through and find like, oh, this person sounds like they might have the same reading taste as I do, and so their suggestions are probably going to be a lot of stuff that I would be interested in. But it's also just a way of listening to people who really enjoy reading, which helps you to want to enjoy reading. Again. which is kind of fun. But there's also just a ton of examples on there of different books that you can read. And it's going to broaden your horizons a little bit. So go find a reading podcast that just happens to be my favorite one. But there are a ton out there. Find a reading podcast to give you suggestions and help you to get inspired. There's also Bookstagram. There's a ton of people talking about books on Instagram, and you can find a lot of inspiration there. You can ask people for recommendations, you know, get out there and and find out what people are reading. Find people who have similar reading styles to you. Follow authors you love. See what they're reading. All of those ways are simple practices that you can put into place to find books that will probably resonate well with you. Next, it's always a good idea when you're trying to get back into reading to start with something familiar. Start with authors that you already know and love. Or if you have started a series and you haven't finished that series, pick up where you left off. Like, get back into some familiar territory. Um, I'm going to just give you a couple of my favorites series that i always look for when the next book is going to be coming out now just keep in mind a lot of these are a little bit open door they're like romance so there might be some steaminess if you're not ready for that then go a different direction but these just happen to be some of my favorite authors of series and series that i really enjoy so the royal we and the air affair Absolutely love those books. The Royal We is one of my favorite books of all time and wasn't such a big fan of the airfare, but a great little duo there. The American Royals series. Again, two books. Actually, like the second book better than the first book, really fun to read especially reading kind of alongside the royal we and the airfare getting a very different twist on things they throw in a little bit of american history but with a totally different flip-flop idea i think those are really fun the reluctant royals series by Alyssa cole i think that these are very steamy I mean, and very romantic But very fun. I like getting into a book where, you know, people are just going to end up together because I really just want people to end up together. The Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. It is set in Tennessee. There's a motorcycle gang involved, like all of this crazy stuff. But it's so good. If you like men with beards, then you're really going to like this series. Um, London Celebrities. Now, I know that sounds cheesy by Lucy Parker, but it's not as cheesy as it sounds. It is about like actors and people in London, like working in the West End. And, you know, it's just it's really fun. I think all of these series, even though they're romantic and all of that, they're actually well written. I enjoy how the author actually strings words together, which is not always the case for romance. Sometimes it's like cheesy and bad writing, and I have no patience for that. But when there's good writing and it's a fun story and there's some romance and involved that's just that's a good time all the way around. So those are some of my favorite series that I always am just looking for that next book that's going to come out. But also, you know, we all have our favorite authors, Catherine Ray, Kate Claiborne. I just found Beth O'Leary and really enjoy her work and want to read more of it. You know, when you find a book that you've really enjoyed in the past, look for other work by that author. That's just an easy way to get you in the door or even to reread books that you've loved in the past, especially if it's been a few years since you have actually read them. I think that can be really fun to reread a book and then kind of see where you are in life now and get a little bit different perspective on it. Um, It just is kind of a fun little practice. If you're interested in that, there might be details that you have forgotten that you'll be reminded of. So maybe try rereading a book that you have before. Another idea is to just start with something small. If you don't set your sights, you know, on some huge tome that you need to try to conquer. If you just look for a smaller book, that can help you get a quick win, which is always helpful if you feel like, okay, yeah, I've really accomplished something. I finished a book. This is the perfect time of year to pick up the little book of hookah. I mean, hello, it'll just help you to get all in the mood and get all cozy and warm and get your little cup of cocoa or whatever while you're reading it. It's a super fun read, it's really interesting, it goes really fast. So I really recommend that if you're just like, I need a quick, quick little book. The Little Book of Hygge. Little is right in the title. So there you go. Um, I would recommend trying Four Seasons in Rome by Anthony Doer Again, you wouldn't think it from his other tomes that he has written, but this one is short sweet you can read it in a couple of hours it's super interesting it sucks you in it helps transport you to Rome it's so well written and crazy as he and his wife moved there with newborn twins and like it's just a super interesting book it is kind of the story of where he was living when he started to write All the Light We Cannot See so I really recommend that one, it's one of my favorite books of all time, or even Anne Bogle's I'd Rather Be Reading. It's about the reading life. What a perfect thing to get you back on the train for reading again. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Anne Bogle, and this will not be the last time that you hear about her in this podcast. Okay. Okay. So, I also really love a book that transports me somewhere else. It takes me out of my normal, everyday life and takes me someplace that I can't go, like Paris or London or Oxford or Rome, as you could probably see by some of the books that I have mentioned so far, like The Royal We and London Celebrities, Um, Four Seasons in Rome. I really enjoy a book that's going to take me someplace else. Some of my other favorites are are Surprised by Oxford by Carolyn Weber, The Paris Letters by Janice McLeod. This one's really interesting, and she started this whole business creating these letters and paintings in Paris, and she was an expat, and it's just, it's all kinds of fun. Lunch in Paris by Emily Bard. Pretty much, if it's got Paris in the title, I'm probably going to read it. So, you know, maybe try something that is going to transport you to another area of the world and allow you to kind of take a mental vacation in a way that a lot of us can't right now. Next, you guys, we're going to get really serious here talking about audiobooks. Audiobooks totally count. And anyone who tries to tell you that they don't needs to just take a hike because audiobooks completely count. You are still taking in all of the same information and content as you would be if you were reading the book yourself. So that makes it count. Sometimes I think that we take it in a little bit better. I know for me, I really like to listen to nonfiction. I like to read my own fiction because I'm super picky because I'm also an audiobook narrator. And so I just end up critiquing the narrator the whole time instead of actually listening to the story. But that's a that's my problem. That's not your problem. If fiction works for you on audio, then awesome. In fact, I hope it does because I read fiction on audio. (laughs) But it's not for me. I really like reading nonfiction on audio i especially like it if it is the actual author reading the story like it has been so fun to get to listen to sarah bragg my friend reading a mother's guide to raising herself So if you have authors that you follow on social media or you love and adore, I think audiobooks are a great way to go because you kind of get that extra level of interpretation of the book. You get to hear it in the way that the author intended it. And that's a pretty amazing medium. Plus, celebrities. You guys don't read a celebrity's book don't you ever read a celebrity's book (laughs) because they are trained to be able to convey their story to you and it's usually so much funnier when they do so i highly recommend instead of getting the kindle book of you know green lights by matthew mcconaughey That's a crime. That is a crime. You have to hear him perform because it is a performance. And so that's I'm just going to give you a list here of some of my very favorites that I have listened to. And they're just so good because it's not only the content of the books that on its own is amazing, but the performance and getting to hear it in that person's voice, it just takes it to a whole other level. Okay, right now I am listening to Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Now, this also takes it up a notch because it's set in South Africa with all kinds of different African languages that contain sounds that a lot of us as Americans are not even capable of creating with our mouths. Like he puts like clicks and pops into the middle of words that I I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. (laughs) and I can't do it. And it's so mesmerizing to hear him just Naturally, be able to rattle it off. And he does the voices like of himself as a five year old and of his mother and his grandmother and his great grandmother and of like all these different people. It's so good. He does all the different African languages and African accents. And plus, the story is just bonkers wild. I mean, he hits you with a one two punch a couple of minutes into the book that you don't see coming I actually rewound it and gasped I was like oh no oh oh and that had me just hooked I mean I was hooked already but now I just I want to know more and Matthew McConaughey kind of does that same sort of thing in his introduction he throws out there some facts about his life that I am telling you what you did not see coming and you're just like whoa, you're just going to go there. You're just going to like say the thing. And that is so amazing and interesting to me when people can just be that vulnerable and transparent. So, so good. Okay, here's another book that you guys would also be a crime to read because the voices reading this book are just so good. You guys, it's Clan Lands by Sam Hewen and Graham McTavish. And if you don't know who they are, they play Jamie Fraser and Dougal Mackenzie on Outlander. You guys. Graham McTavish actually he's scottish but he doesn't have a scottish accent which is just mesmerizing because when you see him as Dougal, that scottish accent is so thick and so amazing and when he started speaking in proper english it threw me for a loop but with him And Sam Hewen bantering back and forth, which the book is written in sort of this like bantery way. But then when they actually perform it in that bantery way, it is so much fun. Now, the whole thing isn't appropriate for children. I'm going to say that. But my son, who is 15, listened to some of it with me. And he was just like, dang, these guys' voices are amazing. And I was like, right? I mean, they're just so good and so this book is all about them filming clan lands which was this little show they did on stars where they travel all over scotland and they do all of these things that are you know inherent in scotland you know they make whiskey and they do all of this stuff and it's super fun to watch so getting the behind the scenes i actually listened to the book before i got to see the show it was so much more fun to watch the show i love anything that is going to give me behind the scenes and backstory yes ma'am i am here for it and then if you put fabulous voices to it as well it just takes it to a whole nother level um speaking of behind the scenes if you are an office fan then you're going to love these next couple of books. So The Bassoon King by rain wilson is his memoir and it talks all about his crazy growing up and college and becoming an actor and then how he ended up getting on the office and a bunch of stuff that happens for him behind the scenes while he's filming the office so much fun and then you can go back and kind of think of different episodes that you can very obviously see what was happening behind the scenes like oh look he was so sick for that episode or whatever so it's just kind of fun to marry like the real life with characters. And then Jenna Fisher has a book called The Actor's Life. I really enjoyed this. Again, it's got a lot of behind the scenes information from The Office, but more so than that for me, I mean, it really is a guide. If you are wanting to become an actor or do things as an actor, I am a voice actor. And so it was really fun to hear how she got into acting, how long she had to stay with it before she made her big breaks and that kind of thing. I just really appreciated her perspective. And her know-how and her training. And so I just thought that was a really great book to listen to. If you want some really fun, dishy behind-the-scenes stuff, then I cannot recommend Enough As You Wish by Carrie Elwes, who plays Wesley in The Princess Bride. So much fun. And he has all of these people like Billy Crystal and Robin Wright and all of these people who were in The Princess Bride make appearances in the audiobook. So you get to hear from all of them. I mean who would want to read that book like actually read it yourself no 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 you want to listen to that so much behind the scenes information about the filming of the princess bride and then when you watch it too it just makes it come to life more my kids listen to a lot of this one with me i can't remember if it was all appropriate but i know that they listened to quite a bit of it and they just thought some parts were so hilarious and he does such a good job reading it so as you wish is hands down one of my favorite audiobooks, talking as fast as I can by lauren graham of gilmore girls fame is super fun because it's again it's her memoir her upbringing her training but then also what it was like to work on a show where she literally had to talk as fast as she could and all the differences of gilmore girls compared to other jobs that she'd had and i just thought it was a really fun well done memoir plus all that behind the scenes goodness that i absolutely love Now, this one is a behind the scenes in a little bit the different direction, but who thought this was a good idea by Alyssa Mastermonico? She was chief of staff in the White House, I believe, during Obama's presidency. Now, some of you are going to be like, I didn't support Obama. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you were an Obama fan or not. The politics are really pretty separate from what this book is. This is much more about how she got to where she was in the White House, what that was like to be be in the inner sanctum of the presidency and traveling on air force one and like burning herself out completely and then also like little tips and tricks for the practices in her life that help her to kind of run her life especially as a career woman i just found it really really interesting and i think it doesn't matter on which side of the aisle you fall you're gonna find this book interesting And then one that I listened to this year, which was really out of the norm for me, but I was looking at a sale on Audible where you could get like two books for the price of one. And I was like, well, sounds kind of interesting. I'll just throw it in there. And it was whatever you do, don't run by Peter Allison and now it isn't read by him but it is read by a guy with an Australian accent because Peter Allison is Australian which makes it really fun and he lived in Africa or lives in Africa for like 20-30 years I don't know and he was a safari guide and it's crazy. So you get kind of the behind the scenes on being a safari guide and dealing with difficult clients who come and you're touring them around and facing off with lions and like all of this crazy stuff. And it was just super fun and interesting. And I would not have expected that I would be really interested in this book, but I ended up loving it and not being able to stop listening until I got through the whole thing. So I highly recommend it as well. And like I said, I also just really enjoy straight up learning nonfiction as an audiobook rather than reading it myself I don't always have the time to sometimes I will get the hard copy of the book so if there are things that I want to go back and highlight or make notes of like I have the actual book to be able to reference but I kind of like having both when it's something that I'm really trying to learn about and three of my very favorite books on audiobook that are for like learning, especially about how to do better at life, because I like like goals and ideas and that sort of thing are The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. It's so good. She's coming out with another book, The Lazy Kitchen, I'm so excited about. Um, I had her on the podcast talking about The Lazy Genius Way. It's a really fun episode. So we will link to that in the show notes. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you're going to want to go back and listen to it. It was from the summer of 2020, I believe. And I think it was the last episode that we had of Cultivating the Lovely before we switched over to Live Well Anyway. And she was just so much fun to talk to. I wasn't sure how we would connect and we ended up really hitting it off and her book is excellent and the audiobook is even better Atomic Habits by James Clear you know this was one that people raved about his stories are pretty crazy I think it's got a lot of helpful knowledge it's like one of those I feel like I need to listen to every December as I gear up for New Year's and resolutions and that sort of thing and then on that same sort of like habits and changing things about your life idea is the feel good effect by Robin Conley Downs. Now, I also had her on the podcast and we will link to that episode in the show notes, but she just has so many great ideas about making changes in our lives that are sustainable and that we are able to keep up with and kind of having like that 80 20 principle and doing things in small chunks and making sure they're really like repeatable, like those small small actions that we do over and over again actually have a much larger effect on us over a great deal of time. Um, So I really love everything that she has to say in that book. It's another great one to listen to on audiobook. But all three of those books, I also have the hard copies of because I want to be able to go back and reference different parts of them or different plans in them. So those are kind of like double ones I would want to suggest. Okay, so those are all of my like book suggestions for you guys, but if that still feels like too much, if you're just like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't get into reading a big book right now. I just, I don't have it in me. Then maybe you need to have a little bit easier entry. Maybe you need to think outside the box. It doesn't just have to be books that you are reading. I think that just getting your brain in that habit of doing reading every day, even if it's just a little bit every day, just starting to make that practice and get into that habit of reading again every day, subscribe to some newsletters. Newsletters are kind of like the wave of the future. I know a lot of us get annoyed with all the junk mail we seem to get from the people that we subscribe to, but not everybody just sends out a bunch of junk mail. Some people have some really well thought out newsletters that are very thoughtful and engaging and have lots of links to other ideas and things that you can just find really interesting. And so a couple of my favorites are The Lazy Letter by Kendra Adachi. Again, big fan of her and I think that this is kind of where she goes long form where she doesn't as much on Instagram it's it's a really thoughtful newsletter so I like that I think the swipe up by Erin Moon is really well done she's got all kinds of little extras she's really developed an amazing little swipe up community of people who are there for each other and she's got fun links and fun commentary on things and then as I've mentioned before and Bogle you guys she's got all kinds of newsletters you can get her daily deals you can get her favorites she uh, not every Friday but a lot of Fridays she'll send out like her favorite links from the week and things that she's interested in and so I would just really suggest like you can kind of curate which ones of Anne's you subscribe to I go ahead and subscribe to them all but she also actually blogs on her blog still like some of those you can still find out there That all counts as reading. And it also helps you to engage with other people if you start, you know, engaging in the comment section and that sort of thing, you can find community through these newsletters and through reading. And I just want to, you know, throw my hat in the ring as well. I haven't been doing too much with my newsletter so far, but I am really trying to step that game up this fall, get into like my niche of what my newsletter is going to be and be much more on top of it. I keep like getting getting behind is what I feel like. Like I start to write one, but then I don't send it out. And I'm like, well, I need to talk about that thing. But I have like five new things I need to talk about. So I just need to do like a catch up and then like go from there and stop trying to like get back all the time I've lost. But... You can find mine at mackenziecoppa.substack.com. I would love for you to come over and join my newsletter. It's called Well Anyway. And I talk a little bit about life and everything that's going on in the Live Well Anyway platform and all that kind of thing. I would love to have you get that in your email inbox as well. And some of those, I mean, they're so well done that they're literally like what you want to sit down with on a Sunday with a cup of coffee and read instead of like the Wall Street Journal. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be reading any news right now. <laughs> but a great newsletter, I am down for. So, those are some of my suggestions to get you back on track with the reading this year, ladies. Okay, I hope that was really helpful. I would love to hear what you're reading, how you are getting back into a reading mood if you haven't been in this year, and what your goals are for the rest of 2021. So, be sure to. To let me know what they are, find me on Instagram, slide into my DMs. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. I would love to connect with you. Again, of course, I would love to have you over in Patreon, where we're talking about it over there, patreon.com slash live well together. And if you want links to any of the books that I have mentioned today, and let me just say, if you do go through the links that we have provided, they are affiliate links on Amazon, and that is so helpful to me and my family. You're basically helping me to buy my kids Christmas presents, so... (laughs) I really appreciate when you use those links. You can also just go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon. We will have the books listed under my books list that you can find there, but I've got lists for all kinds of other things from skincare to beauty to wellness to, you know, the products that I'm using to help me combat stress. There's all kinds of different ideas, but you don't even have to take any of my suggestions. You can buy whatever your little heart desires on Amazon, and you're going to push a little bit of credit back to me if you just go through one of my links so thank you so much to those of you who consciously make that choice to support the podcast and to support my little family in that way I really really appreciate it in fact when you buy through any of our sponsors links or any other links that we have on the website it really just helps us to keep the lights on and it's been a rough year so thank you so much to those of you who support our sponsors. And shop through affiliate links. It really makes a big difference. And one last thing that I am just going to ask for you guys, I'm just going to flat out ask for it, is to share about the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell them why you love the show. Share about it on social media. I am trying to post more links on Instagram so that it is more easily shareable for you guys, even forwarding the newsletter to somebody and being like, hey, you should subscribe to this. Sharing about the show, getting the word out there is making a huge difference to me in my life right now. So thank you so much to those of you who support live well anyway, by kind of being the boots on the ground and telling other people about the show. I really, really appreciate it. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And until next time, go be bold and gracious.